Welcome to the Memory Distillery, everyone. I'm Anthony Verneri. John Deck is off this week, but each week we will malt, mash, ferment, and distill our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. And this week, can I borrow your underpants for 10 minutes? That's right. We're watching 16 Candles from 1984, directed by John Hughes. That laughter you heard in the background is our special guest, or I should say guests. Please welcome to the Memory Distillery, the movie versions, Leah Bross and Lindsay Schaefer. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Can Uh, I call you Anthony instead of Anthony? You can call me whatever you like. (laughs) Really strange request. (laughs) I will allow it. So tell us a little bit about your show. Right. So um, I'm Leah, like you said, and uh, our show is just a weekly discussion of our first times. Ha ha, pun intended, with movies. (laughs) So each week, one of us is rewatching a movie and the other one is going to be seeing it for the first time. So we're picking everything. Lindsay's sensibility leans more towards the, like, what do you got? Mobster movies. I got a lot of mob movies, a lot of war movies. I'm more on the serious side. And then Leah has a lot of crap. Yeah. Like, if you like horror or sci-fi, <laughs> that's what I'm into. So, yeah, that's us. Who picked The Departed? That was me. That was, <laughs> that, that was an excellent choice. That was a great episode, by the way. Thank well, you. Thank you. So, 16 Candles. Uh, it's probably been like 10 years since I've watched this. So not super long ago. Like there's some movies I haven't watched since they came out in the 90s. Uh, how long has it been for for you ladies? Oh, man. Uh, since I've sat down and watched the whole movie, it's probably been probably about 10 years also. But I feel like I've seen bits and pieces over the years. You Me know, you too. just kind of speak it out. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's probably been less than 10 years, but yeah, I can't tell you the last time I saw it the whole way through. Yeah. 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 It's that, that's weird, isn't it? Like, I feel like I I could probably pinpoint half a dozen times that I've seen it pop up on like TBS or Comedy Central or something. And, you know, but not like this was my full, you know, the last time I fully watched it. Yeah, it's easily been 10 years. So uh, highly quotable movie, right? Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. So much good. <laughs> Uh, good meat on them, their bones. Uh, <laughs> what do you remember about uh, about Sixteen Candles? Uh, uh, the, no, I was just the thing I that I can't stop thinking about ever since we started talking about doing it is Anthony Michael Hall underneath the glass coffee table, <laughs> like, yeah. like he, he is he he is probably my favorite part of that movie. Honestly, also the guy who plays Jake, who's super hot. Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) obviously. I I think having the everybody's felt ignored in their lives, obviously, (laughs) and as a teenage girl, especially. So the idea that somebody could go through the entire day of their birthday with their family, not remembering. Mm -hmm. And then but then at the very end, you get Jake Ryan. Mm hmm. That's the, that's the best. I mean, that's a, uh, as far as consolation prizes go. I mean, you could do worse. Yeah. And he brought a cake. So, yeah, you know, that cake. he did. And candles. There was a, yeah, whole, the whole, thing. a whole great scene there. Right. For uh, the most awkward kiss ever. Yes. Yeah, I'd still take absolutely. It, uh, he hasn't done a lot since then. Like, I mean, he, oh. he, he was active until like 91 and then he just fell off the planet. Yeah, I think the only other thing I know him from is Mermaids. And I know he was in Vision Quest, which I I am on a Vision Quest this year to see Vision Quest. 
but Which not yet. I've never even <laughs> heard time. of Vision Quest, so now I'm going to have to go see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Mermaids, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about Mermaids. Yeah. So. Super hot in that, too. Pretty much hot in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, memorable moments, you know, when her grandmother grabs her boobs. That's oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, look, she finally got them. Um, the, the grandfather I, said something super creepy about, like, a magnifying yeah. glass, right? <laughs> and the fact that right after she's on the phone, she's like, I just got felt up by my grandmother. <laughs> you know, the whole thing. Um, her sister. Oh, my God. The wedding scene. When the muscle relaxers. Oh, the God. It's so good. She's the best. Yeah, there are just so many uh, little bits and pieces seeing Anthony Michael Hall under <laughs> under the coffee table for sure. But the whole party scene, that's my favorite mm, party scene same. of any movie. And, you know, like Absolutely. through the 90s, especially, there were so many just party movies, you know, the Can't Hardly Waits and mm-hmm. all of those. I was Still. literally just thinking about Can't Hardly Wait when, when you brought up the party scene. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple Cusack sightings, too. Right. We got a John oh, Cusack. Yes. We got a. Yeah, Joan has that uh, backstory song. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's, she's so great because I don't know if she even says any lines, but she makes these noises. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. I remember somebody's talking to her and she's like, aha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just perfect because it's her. It is, absolutely. So I don't know about you, but I'm super excited to go watch this. What do you say we take a break and go do that? Sounds, sounds like good. fun. Yeah, we're into it. Cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to pause here. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, it's streaming on Stars. If you have the Stars uh, streaming app uh, with your cable package. If you don't, it's available on all the usual internet rental suspects. So, you know, Google Play and Apple and all that other stuff. So feel free to uh, pick it up there. And when we come back, we are talking about some 16 candles. Are you ready, movie virgins? We're ready. We're ready. Let's do it. And we're back, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Movie Virgins. Uh, We just got done watching 16 Candles, so let's jump right in, shall we? Yes. This movie was so, so 80s. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that uh, John Hughes knew at the time that the looks and the styles and everything about this movie was going to sort of be quintessential 80s nostalgia. Like, I can't imagine that that went through his head in 1984. I mean, I, d- I don't know, because I, I mean, I guess I'm really aware right now of the fashions that are happening and how they're coming back. Right now, we're having a big 90s resurgence, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you... The yeah, but dr- none of this is resurgence. It's all it's all just what it is. I don't know. I mean, the dress she wears to that dance is so incredible. It is. But I think Molly Ringwald had a style all her own. And oh, she brought that to the movies as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know that John Hughes necessarily planned for it or would have known or would have understood that some of this stuff would take off like it did. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I mean, so it goes beyond Molly Ringwald's wardrobe and, and even, you know, some of the other characters wardrobes like the the score that the, the whole synth, you know, part of mm-hmm. that score, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. The sewn on patches to the jeans, the cars, the mullets, the casual <laughs> racism and homophobia, like yes. all that 
eighties. So eighties. The the best of the eighties. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the okayest of the eighties. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. No, but it was it it was felt so it it swept me away to a time uh, of my childhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, definitely yeah. a simpler time. A lot of the little things too. Like there's there's the part where in the opening montage, there's a girl who's like drawing on her knee through the mm-hmm. ripped jeans. I oh, know. I know. <laughs> or passing notes. You know, it hurts. It actually hurts. The kids probably the kids, don't do that anymore. Kids today don't no, know what it's like. They're just to texting each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You just have to fold it in a weird way. To you have to like pull a tab to get it to open. Yeah. And, and there was that. always a danger of it going to the wrong person because mm-hmm. you oh, yes. pass it to somebody further away. And yeah, they just don't get it. They never your will. Te- or your teacher sees it. Your teacher sees you passing yep. a note. Oh, bring that up here. I'm going to read it to the whole class. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that happen numerous times when I was a kid. Fun fact about this movie: it's rated PG. Interesting. It's not even PG thirteen, really. No, There's like obvious references to. She takes a sex quiz, dude. There are boobs. There, there are boobs. She says "fuck" multiple times in she this does. movie. Like that very opening moment in the movie, she's like, "I can't believe they forgot my fucking birthday." What's up? Yep. Huh. Uh, even my my wife was surprised because like we were sitting there watching this, and on stars before you before it goes into the movie, it's like this movie is rated PG, and then boom. I can't believe they forgot my fucking birthday. She's like, "What?" <laughs> she did she actually say that in this movie? Because she had she had no recollection of that, and neither did I. But sure enough, no, yeah, there were a lot of things that I didn't remember. That, like that was one of them. Because honestly, it's one of those movies that I've seen on TV far more often yeah. than I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an unedited version. I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if I've ever. No, actually I'm pretty sure it. I I I think I might have seen the tits. Oh, there they are. Once before. Um, that was we have it playing in the background. That wasn't just like, like Leah decided. Up. You know me and tits. I'm like here for it. So sixteen but, candles, tits. Oh, there <laughs> they are. Yeah, but it is something that I I feel like I had seen it once before. Maybe it was on like Stars or HBO or something where I had seen the full yeah the full mm-hmm. bo- body double. But um, but the vast it, majority of the time it's TBS. Yeah, so it's kind of a yeah. shock when you see that because this is a movie for kids. Well, I guess. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. It's about... a movie about kids. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it depends on what you mean by kids. Like teenagers, yeah, I guess. True. Yeah. Dirty, yeah. horny, gross teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the Anthony Michael Hall that lives inside, the farmer Ted that lives inside of all of us. Oh, he's so God. <laughs> he's super creepy. It's like, so weird. I didn't weird realize too. how creepy he was until I watched this again. It's exactly. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And he's so cute. Like, he's just precious. You know, you look at him and he's just pure adorable. And then the words come out of his mouth and you're like, oh, good. Did yeah. I did I turn you on just now? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. When he jumps on top of her when they're in that shop in oh, the car. Yeah. Twice. Okay, first of all. God. Who among us has not had somebody jump on top of them that they didn't want to jump on top of them? Because that's that's a pretty. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, uh, especially because <laughs> you don't want to be an asshole and be like, "Dude, you're gross. Fuck off." Right. <laughs> you're just so talking you to somebody, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're on top of you. It's so weird. But yeah, he's super creepy. Super creepy. Even just when he says "babe," <laughs> there's just <laughs> something about that that's like, "Oh god," I don't know what to well, say about. It. Yeah, and when you add to it the arrogance that he has throughout this entire film, like he, it, if you wrote that character today, like he would come off as like an incel, but 
in this yeah. movie, he he's this like he, he called himself king of the dipshits, and he's not wrong, but he has this this deep seated arrogance about him that he yep. he plays off his confidence, and he like. John Cusack and the other guy are following him around because he's like the, just the most confident of them. And it's it's weird. And and just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. How do you get that kind of confidence? I don't know how to get that kind of confidence at my age now, let alone at what was he? 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Books, kinda, I guess. But kind of reminds me of, you know, in Saved by the Bell, the way Screech was with Lisa. He was always coming after her. Like yeah, that creep, but not as like, creepy, yeah, but... not as creepy, but still the confidence enough to Lisa, my love, and like you know, really kind of get up in there and try to make a play for her. Um, I feel like that is something I saw a lot in middle school from some of the guys. Mm, yeah. And I mean, that, that's definitely like a probably a life imitating art kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I saw you know so and so on TV do it, so that must be cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a shot. Oh, God, I wonder how many, like, potential relationships were destroyed because of Screech. <laughs> <That's> no <laughs> doubt. Screech. Who didn't Countless. love him? Speaking of that, uh, that auto shop scene, uh, as creepy as Anthony Michael Hall was in it, Lenny by Stevie Ray Vaughan playing in the background was great. Yes. Because it's one yeah. of my favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan songs. And I loved just having that wash over in the background. Yeah, it was it was the perfect soundtrack because that conversation between them is really interesting. She spent most of the movie up to that point trying to get rid of him. I mean, she just sat with her friends in the bleachers and essentially like they threaten him. Right. What is the guy's name? Jimmy Montrose. I'm like, is this kid mafia? What's the situation with this kid? (laughs) He seemed a little scary. And then he shows up in the shop with her and they're having this heart to heart. He's telling her his secrets she's sharing like her love of jake ryan with him it was really interesting to me that that turn that she has where she's like all right i guess this geek is interested in listening to me i guess i'll talk to him about what's going on and then he still tries to jump her (laughs) right because she can change but he's still a teenage boy (laughs) were those certs in his pocket or was he just happy to see her those were certs (laughs) i was like oh my god certs yeah, oh, yeah. Do they even still make certs? I don't think I don't so. Know. I haven't seen them in a really long time. Um, so yeah, that was a great. I thought that was a great moment. That whole set, the shop set, um, and then his entry into the scene where he like knocks over that shelf of stuff, and it's just great. And that she, I, I guess she gave him her underwear because she was just so happy to hear that Jake Ryan asked about her. Like, couldn't yeah. figure out why she would do that. Well, it's really I, weird. I love the tie-in later because I had forgotten about that that moment. Not the, you know, can I borrow your underwear for 10 minutes? Because obviously, like, that's how I opened the show. But <laughs> every show I ask if I can borrow underwear. No. He, he asked <laughs> if he can borrow her underwear for 10 minutes. And I, you forget about it until she's having the, the phone conversation with her best friend. And she's like, yeah, my brother paid a dollar to see your underwear. And she screams. <laughs> yeah. Because it was really rude of him not to return it after 10 it minutes. It really was. Oh, extremely. Yeah. yeah. That the whole underwear is disgusting. And I also love that all of those nerds are so hard up that they will pay a dollar to just see to panties. See yeah. Just to see panties. Does nobody have a Playboy? Does nobody have access to anything like a VHS porn? No, I just want to see a girl's underwear. Obviously they do. If you go back to the school bus scene 20 minutes earlier, there's kids reading Penthouse on the bus. There you go. Well, I guess that's not as real (laughs) as just actual panties that a real life girl wore. I guess not. (laughs) 
There's a reason uh, why there's a whole business where you can, you know, mail panties out and make a shit ton of money. There you go. Oh, like you warm a whole storyline in Orange is the New Black. <laughs> or your fucking bath water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've heard it. Tell me you heard about that. No. Oh, yeah. Some gamer girl. I, I forget what her name is or like what her gamer tag is, but she has like a whole Twitch channel and all these guys who follow her because she's cute and she sold her bath water. She like Ew. bottled it and sold it, and guys were buying it. That's so disgusting. What are they doing with it? What the fuck Don't are ask. they doing? Leah, with you, it? you accept the money and you move on. <laughs> That's right. You that, give them that, your bedroom. That I'm like, are they eating it? Are they drinking it? Are they shooting it? it doesn't I doesn't matter. Snorting it? What? It doesn't matter. I don't know, but it's <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Um, lucrative idea, probably. Yeah, I'm mm. thinking. Like, I I like to take you baths. like to take baths. And I you like, like to money. make money. I. <laughs> It's it, it sells itself when you think about it. <laughs> really, the wide open economy. Lots of you talked about, or I talked about Lenny. You guys mentioned like it was a perfect soundtrack to that moment. There's a lot of great music in this movie mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, like uh, I I loved having young Americans playing in the background. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, was there a culture club song at one point? Like, there's there's so much uh, great music in this movie that it's. That alone, I think, is probably worth the watch. Yeah, it's like a little time capsule of the moment, and it's um that song when she come and it's later in the movie, but when she comes out of the church with the veil, yeah, and that song starts playing, that's what I think of. Like I will, <laughs> they're they're entwined. I will never not think of that music. Well, it's the same moment. with the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I mean, it a lot the of I think I feel song. like yeah, all of the all good John, John Hughes, Hughes movies. movies. Yep, and really. Yep teen movies in general mm-hmm. like i don't know if it began with john hughes or not but if you think about the 90s teen movies too they tend to have just amazing soundtracks that really encapsulate the time mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean you could even say that some some groups their music took off even if they were one hit wonders that their music took off because of these teen films because you have yeah. young kids going to see it you if you throw a bunch of you know, sugary pop music in there, mm-hmm. then, you know, Sixpence None the Richer is going to get yeah. <laughs> a, a, a ton of airplay from being on She's All That or, you know, insert song here into insert mm-hmm. movie here. Like, it just plays. Look, I own that CD single. Sixpence, <laughs> I definitely put it in the CD player and played it over and over again. College Leah. Guilty. Really into it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I'm astounded, actually, like not in a bad way either. Like, that's so cool that there are still people who own CD singles of things. <laughs> I have but a collection still has it here somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in this room, a collection of CD singles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, even Anthony Michael Hall singing like, hey, Jude, yes! <laughs> was, was oh. fun. <laughs> it's so sweet. I You love him and you hate him. Like, yeah. he's I mean, gross, but he's you, there's something about him that. I just, I was such a nerd. But that's what I mean. He's I just super connect cute. to him, There's like way deep him. down. Yeah. yeah. I think he's he's well intentioned, but misled or mistaught or misunderstood or miss something. Mm-hmm. Mi- missing the fucking boat. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
But he's really a real dick to his friends, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knocks they over kinda, all the cans and he's like, deserve it. oh my god, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> I just, yeah. Well, they, they kinda, do kind of. They kind of deserve it. They're bit. ridiculous. Well, yeah. that, that, I, I saw that as more of a self-preservation thing. Like, <laughs> you knock over all these cans and, and three guys who are 6'4 stand up and are, are like, hey, you, you got to protect yourself and be like, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was that guy. See ya. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing. I just <laughs> feel like my friends often do call me an yeah. asshole. So. Three, three guys who were most definitely not in high school. So I was looking <laughs> oh, at this. I know. So, so Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall are 16 and everybody else is like early to mid 20s. Yeah. It was sure. really obvious. Uh, including Jake Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which, and I think it, the only older high school that I've ever seen is like Steve McQueen in The Blob. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there is a Beverly Hills 90210, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's her face? Um, oh, yes. The one who played Andrea. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 35 when they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cart, she is real. Cart, cart something, Cartieres or something. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Gabrielle, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was, uh, I, she, I, I guess she played young enough, but. Sure. You get, you get into the later seasons, and it's uh, it, it's look, it's hard to say I'm in high school. Looking a little worse for wear. Yeah, looking a little old. <laughs> so some of this movie, to me, feels problematic. Mm, oh. Interesting. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do go on. Please do uh, tell. Well, I mean, I mentioned sort of up top or at least at the beginning of this segment of the show like how 90s it is and i jokingly mentioned like the casual racism and homophobia mm-hmm. there's a lot of f slurs that are thrown in here yeah. and yep. oh my god well, just the part where she goes she's walking down the hall with her friend i had totally forgotten about this part and they're talking about the pink trans am and she goes yes black, she goes, black guy no black trans am pink guy and i'm like Ew, no what <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> And it got me thinking, like, are there even any black people in this movie? No. And no, that was that was no. what I thought, uh, too. No, I don't no. think so. No, if, I think the only person of color is Dong. Long Dong, Dong, yeah. And he's pretty pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the only one, I think. And I'm, I'm glad that they cast someone who was Asian for an Asian part and didn't do it. <laughs> didn't whitewash it. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, like, so, I don't know. I parts of this movie uh part some of the plot points just you couldn't include today like if you remade this today you couldn't do it and i don't even think just i mean yes the there's a lot of kind of uh racist undertones and overtones but (laughs) like we were just talking about you know the guy play who plays jake ryan was 25 Mm -hmm. it was already going a little a little statutory rapey I sure. mean, he's, he's a senior, she's a sophomore. He mm-hmm. says at one point, he's like, every time she looks at me, she just seems so into me. Like, that's that's really what you're interested in. You really just want mm-hmm. this little girl who everybody mm-hmm. says, yeah, smallish tits. You know, she's oh, basically a child. She's smallish tits. Nice voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're basically looking at someone who you already admit that you think is kind of like a child, but she worships you. And so you won her. That's already super fucking creepy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it goes the other way too. like the Anthony Michael Hall and 
what's her name? Carolyn. Yeah. Yeah. In the back of the the Rolls Royce. And like, did we do it? Yeah, I think we did. Like, can can we talk about why she thinks they did? Does she just, is this a habit for her that every time she passes out, she just assumes that she did have sex? Like, why would you think that? Because you both woke up in public fully clothed. I don't know what was going on with her. Like, she wakes up, she's happy to have woken up in his arms. Yeah, I don't she's, understand. I think she had just a mo- like, she's had some kind of paradigm shift. There's something <laughs> has happened to her. I don't know what she smoked, but... Yeah, something, something, something get knocked loose or something. She hit yeah. her head when she was drunk. Like, it was a know. whole... It's very it, weird. Maybe she realizes that her hair has been chopped off in an odd way and she can only get this guy now. I don't know. Or she saw an extra birth control pill missing and thought, <laughs> and like, like, it must have been ah, doubling up yeah. for safety. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, there is implied date rape. I mean, what is it Jake oh, says? When sure. when Carolyn's passed out, she's passed out. I could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. Yeah. And then Which, he just ew. Tra- yeah. trades her for a pair of panties. In fairness, he did say, you have to get her home safe. Oh, great. So right. so yeah. let's, let, okay, but let's define safe. Right. <laughs> he didn't seem all too upset to find them in a parking lot the next morning no. either. I mean, he did. He was kind of like, oh shit. They were all kind of like, oh, shit. I think he was like, oh, shit, because he was on his way to find another chick. (laughs) I don't think he really cared. My girlfriend who I have. And that breakup scene, so fucking weird. Yeah. She's like, I'll be okay. I'm covered. It was so What does that even mean? No, what does it mean? I didn't understand any of it. And I think uh, when I watched this when I was younger, I was like, this is how breakups go. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, this is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) No, breakups usually involve a lot of screaming and and throwing things. and, and. spray painting cheater on cars apparently (laughs) yeah and i think too the other thing that really bothered me about jake and samantha is their relationship it is at the end of the movie and and i I mean maybe we were not ready to talk about this but it is pure fantasy this entire it's pure fantasy with him and with her he's going after someone who adores him and what does he say i just want somebody who likes me and I can talk to and that I like back or something like that. But he is saying that Carolyn doesn't respect him and that's fine and whatever. I get that. She trashed his parents' house, but... You don't even know this You don't girl, know though. her from Adam. And he doesn't right. she doesn't know him either. She's just fantasizing about this guy with a sports car. It's, a, it's gross. But doesn't it make you, doesn't it make you so angry? No. That you, no, no, no. That you were like... As a kid, oh no, yes, yeah, I was fooled by this. I know. As a kid, I was like, she she had a crush on this guy, and then she actually got him. Like she won. How that's, did she that's do every this? Every little girl's dream in high school. It's like, and it's all bullshit. It all it is bullshit because it's <laughs> well, not real. I think and it, Carolyn and Ted have a better relationship than Jake and Sam. Oh, gross! It's true. Oh, it, it goes both ways though. Like watching these same kind of movies growing up, like we as guys we were led to believe that oh we you know we could lie and manipulate our way into sleeping with a girl or, or getting her to date you or whatever and it's like wait it's... has that not worked <laughs> <laughs> i feel like I mean, in my I, experience i'll say that it hasn't worked out for the best like <laughs> that's fair, certainly yeah. that, that's in certainly general. not how you engage in a long-term relationship but like, it, and I get that they're in high school and whatever, and like long-term relationships with this strange, fleeting idea, but there's no like respect for the other person or like let's get to know each other. No, let's start off the entire relationship on false premises. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I never thought about that. The guy's perspective that what we're seeing is buy into the fantasy. 
you know, be a perfect pretty girl and the guy will come along and kind of sweep you off your feet. And what you're hearing is and what you're being told is it's okay to lie and manipulate to get sex. It's that's fascinating. Look at what we're seeing in this movie. Like I, I grew when I was growing up. When I was in high school, I was the geek. I, I may not have been the Farmer Ted extreme <laughs> incel geek, but I was probably closer to like the uh, John Cusack geek. Mm-hmm. But like we're being fed this idea that oh yeah, even the geek can get the girl. He just has to you know play the part and you know mm-hmm. be manipulative and short of like roofing her which i'm sure there may have there may be a cut out there somewhere yeah where uh he drops a a, a roofie in some girl's drink mm-hmm. like there's a lot that's wrong with sort of how farmer ted approaches life and 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 women and and like trying to engage with another human being that's not how shit works and, and guys out there, if you're listening, especially if you're a, a younger member of our audience, that's not how shit works. If you watched this movie, don't follow Farmer Ted's example, please. <laughs> Just look at where Anthony Michael Hall's career is now and you can see it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It, I, I think <laughs> Dead Zone is about as far as it went. Aww. <laughs> so, like... I just think he's so great in everything, you know, like vacation, this, the breakfast, breakfast club. club. I sure. mean, it doesn't get any better. The he's... fact that he brought a flare gun to school to kill himself. <laughs> that's my favorite part. of the breakfast. He's so talented. <laughs> he's such a talent when, you know, and honestly, I haven't seen a lot of stuff with him. There was some USA show where he like saw the future or something. Yeah, no, no, that's the, that's the dead zone. The, the dead, dead zone. zone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dead zone. Okay. But yeah, I guess. Seeing him in this and then The Breakfast Club, and it just, he was incredible. But he's done some stuff, but it's not like he's had this huge career. And you could probably say the same for most of uh, yeah. the, the Brat Pack. Like Molly yeah. Ringwald's not doing a, a ton of stuff. I think maybe, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think of the Brat Pack, I would say, like Emilio Estevez, I don't know that he's really doing anything now, but he's still, you I feel, feel like, like he's still a big successful? name, but so it's Ron he, Lowe. Rob He's Lowe be, is the only one still. Oh, Rob Lowe, yeah. And and maybe, maybe Judd Hirsch. Uh, or Judd yeah. Nelson. Or, 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 Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God, I always do that. Judd, uh, I mean, Judd, Judd Hirsch, Hirsch in the Brat Pack makes sense. I, he fits right in. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> My favorite. Just him in the background in the library while they're all stuck in detention. Like the old codger. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you yell at my grandson. Uh, no, I mean... Anthony Michael Hall does some stuff, like he does little voice work. He was in Agents of Shield for one episode. He yeah, he was. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. He was in uh, the movie The War Machine, uh, not related to the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's doing some stuff. Molly Ringwald does a little bit of stuff, it's like especially I think a little more of the indie stuff. Uh, but I think you're right. Like Rob Lowe is probably as close as we get to the Brat Pack now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. So when I think of Roblo now, I think of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love Parks and Rec so much, yeah. <laughs> so much. And he's one of my favorite parts of it. Absolutely. He really is. Um, but yeah, and Molly Ringwald, she was a mom in that Secret Life of the American Teenager. Yep, that's what I always think about when I think about her as an adult. I think that's the last thing I've seen her in. I, I, I know she's know done I other s- stuff. I don't but... know that I saw that. 
That it's was bad. What What is her name? I hate her, but she's... Shailene Woodley. Yeah, Shailene Woodley. She's actually turned out to be kind of a decent actress, but yeah. I hate it. Yeah, her. it was an ABC family show where this teen girl gets pregnant and... But was, to make more seasons, it was like every teen girl in the show got, got pregnant. pregnant. It's very yeah. strange. It was really oh, interesting. dumb. Uh, I guess she's in Riverdale. Was she? I never watched Riverdale. Oh, shit. I think she is. Oh. Yeah, she's in like 20 episodes. Yeah, I think I watched uh-huh. one season of that and I gave up because it's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never got into it. Um, I'm into a bunch of the other CW shows, like mostly the DC stuff, but mm-hmm. I never got into that. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of her. Like, uh, I think probably the the non Brat Pack stuff. The one thing I remember her from the most is this the mini series for the Stand. Stephen yes, <gasps> Stand. yes, that was my favorite Stephen King. Other than it, I mean, it's both of those, I guess. Yeah, the Stand, but yeah, oh, I loved it. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably that it and uh, uh, the Langoliers are, yeah. are my favorites well and i mean misery honestly is the best of those but but for well, whatever but, reason it was those miniseries that stuck out better or stuck out more so for me isn't was misery a miniseries or was it a movie no it was a, it movie. Was a movie yeah oh I okay in terms yeah. of stephen king so. oh i got you yeah uh yeah just as long as nobody brings up the dark tower because then i'll yeah. <laughs> yeah uh my favorite book series and they just didn't do well so Typically, around this point in the show, John and I will have questions. Uh, maybe sometimes both of us, maybe just the one of us. So I had a couple of questions lined up. Okay. Uh, cool. But be- before I do that, was there anything else plot-wise that you guys wanted to talk about? I don't know about plot. I, I am fascinated by the sound effects of this movie. What? <laughs> do you not yeah. know? No, like, I, I totally some of forgot song. All of it. It wasn't just that. It's the very beginning opens with this, like, really weird alarm that would go off <laughs> when the paper hit and mm-hmm. yeah, the gong and uh, the, the, at the end when they were throwing things, when she threw her shoes or her veil or something mm-hmm. out at the wedding, there was like a weird, Ooh. like this just all whole <laughs> bunch of bizarre sound effects. No, I you completely like went right over my head. I it was pretty wild. Me. I was listening last night and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> it must've been an 80s thing. I guess. Must have been, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably the only good explanation is that it's an 80s thing because you should get some of those other those sound effects in other 80s movies. Not that I can think of one offhand, but, but like that feels like that's right. Yeah, I don't know why it would be a thing, but... There there was something that happened, Lindsay, at one point that I was, asked, was curious if it bothered you. Hmm. But when uh, Farmer Ted and Carolyn are in the car and she falls into his lap... And she was like, I love you. And he turns and he breaks the fourth wall and he goes, this is starting to get good. And I was wondering how much that pissed you off. Um, yeah, it does make me angry when that happens. <laughs> and so, like, that's another thing that I thought was super weird. Because it like, was only that one It instance. was that one moment yeah. and it feels like it was something that maybe just happened when they were shooting and they kept it in. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway. It, it does feel sort of out of place because like this movie is not about Farmer Ted. Right. This nope. movie is about... Samantha Baker and her missed birthday. So, like, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When Ferris Bueller does it, cool. It's that's his, it's whole his movie. movie. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. And Ringwald never breaks the fourth wall. No. She does talk to herself so that we know what's going on sure. in her head. Right. I do um. that. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't have anything else. What kind of questions you got? So uh, I'll start off simple. What's your favorite Brat Pack movie? 
Mm, that's a tough one. 16 Candles. Really? Yeah. I love You're not going to say The Breakfast Club? It's always been a toss-up for me between 16 Candles and Breakfast Club. I think The Breakfast Club is a better movie, Mm -hmm. but 16 Candles, there's something within every, like, two to three minute block that you're just that enjoy. just greatly amuses me yeah even even there are a lot of problems with it as mm-hmm. we have already stated yeah <laughs> but there's still something about just every step of the way that makes me laugh yeah or reminds me of a time when i did think that sort of thing was mm-hmm. funny when i didn't realize that there was such a thing as date rape <laughs> for example <laughs> back in the 80s when like it didn't exist right we right exactly i don't know like it pro i kind of want to say saint almost fire just because that's so I mean I love it but it's it's deep it's dark it's it's dark it's got Andrew McCarthy who I love and hate um and it's got Rob Lowe and, and saxophone I, there is the saxophone there are parts about it that I dislike but I feel like I enjoy watching it the 16 candles would be a close second because I yeah. really enjoy watching it and then the breakfast club too um but I think you're right 16 candles is more fun yeah I love I do love the part in Saint Elmo's fire where they're all really worried about Demi Moore's character for whatever reason. She's a depressive. Right, yeah. They're really worried about her. And the reason they know they need to be worried is because she's sitting in her apartment with all the windows open. And all the furniture's gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is this what happens when you're suicidal? It's really stupid. You just get cold. It's very strange. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go Breakfast Club. Um, Right. I think it's a fair choice. I'm Mm -hmm. totally cool with it. It's it's a great movie. It's it's a lot of fun for me to watch. I think that there's there's a lot to it. I think there's a lot of depth to it too. And yeah. it's it's yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. We actually uh, dressed up as the Breakfast Club at work. We did last oh, time and so we cool. won our costume. We contest. didn't win. We did win based on the number of people in our group. Oh my god, we got third place. No, no, it was no, it was second place for a for group. For group, yes. And the other group had like fifteen people who voted for themselves. Yes, that's true. So I'm saying we won. <laughs> That's fantastic. We, we were the best, for sure. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're rebooting 16 Candles. Who are we casting as Samantha, as Jake, as Farmer Ted, as, uh, uh, I don't know, anybody? Man. This is tough. You know, I'm going to have to put Timothy Chalamet in here somewhere because I'm a oh, little bit obsessed with him right now. <laughs> and, you know, he's it's the age. Who, who could he possibly be? He could be... Farmer Ted? No. He could be John Cusack. <laughs> Just linger in the background and look really skinny and awkward. <laughs> that sounds like him to me. Um, I think Farmer Ted has to be Tom Holland, right? I was like, just going to say, yeah. I got to put Tom Holland in there. Now, the character has to change some because Tom Holland, I think I can't not love him. Right. And if he was quite the same as the geek, I would not love him. Yeah. But yeah, that's fair. The first who comes to mind for sure. Who plays Jake Ryan? Yeah, think of a 30-year-old right now. Yeah, this is hard because <laughs> I don't want to sound like a creeper. Like, I'm really into these 16 and 17-year-old kids. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a tough what, one. What 18-year-old do you think is really hot right now, Leah? <laughs> Can I pick, like, I don't know. I think Liam Hemsworth is probably too old for that now at this point. Mm, I guess. Yeah. Also, Probably, yeah. Uh, I don't know that you could get him or, like, a... a uh, Joe Jonas, or uh, not Joe Jonas, who's the one? Nick Jonas. Nick, Nick Jonas. Uh, um, a Jonas in general. A Jonas. A Jonas. You want Nick. Nick's the good one. Um, I think it would be fun to cast, for whatever reason, since Billie Eilish is super hot right now, she could be fun as like the best friend. I could see that. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know about Molly Ringwald, though. I 
Well, we we like Haley, Haley the Richardson, but I don't think she's dark yeah, enough. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It has to be somebody. There moody. has to be. She is exactly. She's so kind of moody and bitter. What mm-hmm. about what's her uh, face? Who's the other girl who does music too? I think her name's Haley. Also, isn't it? Oh no, I don't like Edge her. Edge of seventeen. I don't like her. Mm-mm. She could do the moodiness though. But, but what about the chick from Lady Bird? Haley Stenfield is who I'm thinking of. Oh, oh no, I don't like Saoirse his. Rowan. Yeah, I mean she could do anything. I think she would be good as the Molly Ringwald character. I have to agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she's moody enough, and she's like Lady Bird. I mean, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like all those answers, actually. <laughs> Before we close out the show, I did want to say I listened to your episode on speed. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, I had a couple <laughs> notes. I'm going to keep it brief. First of all, Sandy is a treasure. Don't ever discount <laughs> Sandy. Uh, still, you think movies. she's still a treasure. I, you know, what? I do. I do. Okay. I'm going to stand behind Sandra Bullock and say, yes, I think she's still a treasure. Oh. One thing you guys left out for good Keanu movies, The Devil's Advocate. Oh, yeah. I always uh, forget. That's like my favorite Pacino movie, too. See, I think that's, that's so why funny. I don't think of it, because it's like one of my least favorite <laughs> Pacino movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't so like good. Pacino in that? No. I So Pacino for me, absolute 100% best, Donnie Brasco. Okay. Oh, oh, absolute yes. best role for sure. Uh, scent of a woman is a close second. <laughs> he does his thing. He does his Pacino thing for sure. <laughs> of course, Leah doesn't always Ooh, know the difference between I Pacino and De Niro. So. That, oh, I know. I know this. I know this from listening to your show that you, for some reason, cannot. Uh, oh. The Irishman must have been hard for you. Oh, I haven't she seen, seen it yet. It. It's on the list. I'm sure I'll be forced to watch it at some point. Well, The Godfather Part 2 is going to come up before then. Okay. And I'm not sure that you're going to make it. (laughs) You're just going to be like, what's happening? His father is him. I don't know who these people are. (laughs) Uh, One last thing about your episode. Always Be My Maybe is absolutely funny. It's a very funny movie. It's hilarious. I just could. It's. I don't know what was about it, but I just couldn't get into it. There were really funny parts. But it was one of those movies where I looked away for a few minutes and then I just really couldn't get back into it, which to me says it's just, there weren't they weren't doing what they needed to do to keep my attention, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So, <laughs> what I needed right. To but the Keanu bit, I was like locked in. Locked the Keanu in. bit was so good. I, I just I don't know. I love Ali Wong and I love Randall Park and they, they yeah. were a great duo together in that movie. Uh, so. That's all I had. That was a great episode. I had a lot of fun listening to it. Uh, You guys rock. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about uh, Movie Virgins before we we close out the show. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and pretty much all the other podcast streaming services out there. Um, So all the big ones, at least. And really, it's just, it's a conversation show about movies. We're talking about... One of us has seen it, but one of one of us hasn't, which is also also awesome. Some kind of sometimes very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, for example, this week we're watching Snowpiercer, which Lindsay has seen and I have not, and I'm terrified. I am terrified to <laughs> yeah. watch this movie. I don't know why she's so. Scared. I'm so scared. Like my anxiety is like building and building and building and building. Um, and I couldn't tell you why, but I just have a problem with it. So, um, I do think <laughs> you know we we are two women. This is true, yeah. but I want to make the point that we're not just sitting around watching. Romantic, romantic comedies, comedies all the time. No, no. No, you guys go through a really, really diverse catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we try to pick movies that 
resonate with us in some way. And I mean, for me, that might be The Departed or it could be Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, we have a lot that we really love and get into. So yeah. we're all over the place. Yeah. I like, I think my next pick is probably going to be the new Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2013. I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited about that one. Lindsay hasn't seen it. Um, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> See, that's why I haven't seen it. That's how I feel. Yeah. You guys, I'm questioning your taste right now. Whereas, like, <laughs> one of mine coming up is going to be the Green Mile, and how Leah could not oh. have seen the Green Mile is beyond me. It's so good. I know. <laughs> I'm scared to watch that one too. I don't like to cry. Oh, um, you can cry. I know. It's oh god. I'm I'm looking forward to that episode too. Oh, <laughs> one last thing before I forget. Going back to the casting for uh, you know rebooting. The movie, uh, 16 Candles, mm-hmm. the dad, David Harbour. Yes, yeah. I love it. Because yeah. they have that little heart-to-heart, and it's so yep. sweet. You know, I just saw the trailer for the um, Black so- Widow movie, and I didn't realize that he was going to be in it? it. And he's kind of like a father figure mm-hmm. in there, too. Mm-hmm. And I, just in seeing the 10 seconds of him in there, fell in love all over again, too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. He's so I, great. I great. Yeah, and he's not good I don't know if anybody's. Off. I don't know if anybody's seen the teaser for Stranger Things yet, but... Uh, maybe go check that out. Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> no, just go, just go watch. Just go watch. Just go watch. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Memory Distillery, and thank you to the Movie Virgins for joining us this week. Thank you uh, for having us. It was so much fun having you guys on the show. Seriously, like, uh, and, and I, I loved uh, having you guys guest host. And I can't wait until John and I come on your show. Yes, it's gonna be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for listening each and every week as we distill another favorite from our past. Uh, we are available on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and Podbean and all those different podcasting platforms, much like the movie versions are. So come and check us out. Tell a friend, uh, tell a coworker, tell a family member, uh, and you know, rate and review us too. Like that helps us out a lot. The music that you hear throughout our podcast uh, at the beginning, middle, and end is from a band called Semaphore. The song is called Destroying the Evidence. It's off the album All Too Robot. It's a really good song. It's a really good album. You should go and check it out. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Distillery, Twitter and Instagram, both at TMDPod. Once again, I am Anthony Veneri, and the movie virgins are... Leah Ross and Lindsay Schaefer. And this has been the Memory Distillery. Stay classy, Shermer, Illinois. 